For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So, folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. So, I think it's true to say that I have met in my life probably tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. So, it would be saying something, I think, to say that the person in the studio is someone who I consider one of the most uh, special people that I have met. If I were to say to you folks that... I'm in the studio today with a person who has uh, been known as the number one female network marketer in the world. If I were to say to you folks that I'm in the studio today with someone who's had a best-selling book. If I were to say to you folks that I'm in the studio today with someone who has a beloved following amongst uh, tens of thousands of folks that look up to her. I think it would belie the humble beginnings of Stormy Wellington. Stormy, welcome to the show. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So when you hear all those things about uh, all these accolades, I think it would be true to say that doesn't reflect the beginning. So I think for our listeners, it'll be helpful to hear a little bit about the journey and the humble beginnings because I really want them to understand the journey because I think... Part of the Anthony Gordon show is two things that you personify. One, overcoming adversity. And two is being real. And, you know, in the reasonable, reasonably short amount of time uh, that we've got to get to know us, uh, each other, your authenticity, you being real, comes through so clearly in a city that I think is a lot about smoke and mirrors and about people pretending that they're someone that they're not. So I think that that is, that's very special about you. So with that in mind, can you just tell our listeners a little bit of how the journey started and um, the bumps in the road that you had to surmount to get to where you are today? You know, I, I often tell people that uh, all my life I had to fight. Yeah. Uh, and I say that humbly uh, because my fight, I believe, started even before I was born. I didn't tell you this story, but um, my mom was on her way to having an abortion oh with God. me at six months pregnant. And my dad's fate stepped in and um, that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. And so from back then, you know, I believe that that my life was a fighting journey. Wow. Um, of course, I'm here now. And uh, for me as a, as a mother, a single mother, I had my first child at the age of 15, which caused me to have to drop out of school. Wow. Um after I had my child, I had to find ways to, you know, provide for him, you know, a child having a child. And so it, it led me uh, into the strip club. I was a, a dancer. Actually, I started my first uh, experience in the strip club was at 13 years wow. old. And so I don't know if you could imagine being 13 years old in, in the strip club, you That's know. Unbelievable. Um, and so, so let, let's just take our listeners into that. At the age of 13, I assume that you there was no one helping you out, no one that was giving you an allowance. There was no one that was saying, Stormy, don't worry. You know, he has a, a bed to sleep on. You had no one. I no, I, I'm not going to say I had no one. Um, my mom was a, a drug dealer. 
uh, and my dad. And that lifestyle, you know, causes you to have, you know, a lot of ups and downs. My mom yeah. was in jail often. Um, my mom was traveling a lot. Amazing. And so I find myself as a 13 year old trying to fiend for myself. Sure. Um, there were days I would come home from school. There would be no water. There'll be no food. There'll be no mother. Uh, because she was living a life of, of a drug dealer. And so I'm, I'm not going to seem, you know, like life was just, I was abandoned, right. but my mom was doing the best she could with what she knew how. And so, uh, I kind of led, you know, obviously fell in those footsteps. I had my first child at 15. I had my second child at 19. Um, and, and, and thank God for that experience because that's actually when I got out of the strip club, uh, after giving birth to my second child, I had to find other, other ways because I had a daughter and I didn't want my daughter to look at me and, you know, as an example of a stripper. Amazing. And, and so, um, did a lot of things, did a lot of things that, that really created, I believe, a different level of resilience in me. Um, being a dancer causes you to learn how to overcome objections. I learned a lot in the strip club. Uh, but after I left the strip club, I actually opened up a boutique. I, I've been a entrepreneur my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I opened up my first boutique at the age of 18. Uh, and I bought my first home at the age of 18. And so I quickly got out of the, the lifestyle of stripping and scheming and scamming. Right. And, um, became an entrepreneur. So entrepreneurship has always been something that's been a part of my journey. I believe even from watching my mom, even though she was a drug dealer, sure. she yeah. was an entrepreneur. Gotcha. So the, it seems that when you came out of that, uh, period of your life where it must have been, you know, sort of living two personalities before you walk into the strip club, you put on a, a mask, a mask, right? Yes. And then you come out and the, and uh, you know, the other part of storming comes on. When you came out of that and you pursued more of a, uh, an entrepreneurial life, um, did you see that period of your life is okay? I have to block that out. And that was, I was doing everything that I could with a cause that I've dealt or, did you feel a sense of guilt or blame or shame? How did, how did you, you know, look back at that? How do you look back at that period of your life? As um, even to this very day, uh, my strip club experience created who I am today. Yep. Because I learned a lot. As I said, I, um, you didn't, in, in the strip club, nothing is given to you. Yep. And yep. you're also in competition with hundreds of women. And so I had to learn confidence. Wow. I had to learn how to overcome rejection. Uh, I had to learn how to have my own, you know, style sure. uh, to be able to attract, yep. you know, obviously the client. Yep. And so I learned a lot in the strip club. I'm not shamed now. I, I don't even regret it yep. uh, because it created the woman that I am today. Um, I do very well in, in network marketing and direct sales because of a lot of what I learned in the strip club. And so it, it really helped to mold me as a woman that I am today. And, I, and knowing you that I, the way I do, I, I completely understand that. T- t- tell us how you developed and, and clearly have the reputation of being one of the leading personalities in, in direct sales and network marketing in the world, I mean, in the world today, certainly in your demographic. I mean, you, you, this obviously there's something about you that must ooze passion or confidence where people just want to either, you know, buy what you're selling or, you just obviously are someone that people want to be around. What do you think it is that? that I, first of all, I believe that uh, to thy own self be true. Yeah. Um, my experiences and my history and my journey is what created the uniqueness in me. Um, there's a lot of women, black women, that were teenage moms that yep. didn't turn out to anything. There were a lot of 
uh, women that come from where I come from. I was on food stamps. I was on Section 8. I was on mm-hmm. government assistance. You know, like, as I said, I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. I ended up going back to get my GED. But a lot of women who went through the adversity that I've been through didn't turn out to be who I am. Um, meaning that a lot of people use their circumstances as an excuse as to why not, why they can't, why they this, because yeah. the cards was dealt and they feel as if they're a victim. Uh, for me, I go from victim to victor. Those things that I experienced, uh, created who I am. And so I use pain versus allowing pain to use me. And so unfortunately, I think what makes me so special is that it's like, wow, did she really do this and do that? And did she really experience this? Or did she really experience that? And she's this. So it's kind of a hard to believe type of story that people would, it's like a real rags to riches type of story that is just inspiring uh, and also brings hope for the average person who thinks that, man, I can't do this. It's like you read my story and you're like, wait a minute, if she could do it, I can do it. I think that you just hit the nail on the head. And that is, I think what you've come to uh, symbolize for, you know, tens of, if not hundreds of thousands, you know, it seems like mainly um, women of color is pure grit. I don't hear an ounce of bitterness. I don't hear a person feeling sorry for herself. I hear a person who took the stumbling blocks and made them into stepping stones. You know, I've been through depression. I've been through, I mean, battles with even suicide. And for me, it's like God gave me those things as gifts because he wanted me to be able to relate to everyone. One of my favorite scriptures is in the Bible. Paul became all things to all men so that he could win a few. I believe that the things that I experience allows me to have empathy and compassion for this world. And it allows me to connect with people because I can talk to you, not at you, but I can talk to you through the same experiences. So when a person says, you know, I've been depressed and, you know, that's why I'm over here and I've been yeah. suicidal. And I, I could say, well, you know, I was depressed and here I am. I was suicidal and here I am. I've been married and divorced and, you know, I still turn out to be something. You know, I grew up in a, a broken household with my mom selling drugs and my dad selling drugs and I was in and out of foster homes and I still became this. So I think that the thing that I've experienced is really what makes me who I am because I came out of it. A yeah. lot of people don't come out and they yeah. end up being on drugs or opioids or they end up being uh obviously never becoming what God destined them to be because they don't know how to move past. I think I think things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And for me, I allow Beautiful. things that happen uh, for me to catapult and to push me further. You know, they say, what does a kill you makes you stronger? And that's how I feel. What didn't kill me and what has not killed me has truly made me a stronger person. I, I, I think. uh I think that's 100% correct. I think one of the comments I made uh, to you before we were on air is within a few minutes of meeting you, I picked up something which, as someone who's been trained in public speaking, the most successful public speakers, the most successful speeches are when the audience looks at the speaker and they're authentic, they're real, and they are okay saying, I screwed up. They're okay saying, I went through tough times. In a world where, especially in social media, where people are showing the world, you know, uh, the picture of their rented car and their fancy life and they, and when, and deep inside, they, uh, they're in turmoil. You're a very authentic and real person. I think that that's why people rally behind you. Yes. Talk to me about the nine laws of success for a second, if you don't mind. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's no question that, you know, the uh, listeners are going to hear your name. They're going to probably uh, 
look at some search engines and they're going to see this book and they're going to be intrigued. So what what is there one major premise or, or these are sort of nine separate um, pearls of wisdom that help a person? So uh, when I was in my depression, I was alone. Um, I spent a lot of time by myself and I was able to look introspect at my mm -hmm. life um, mm -hmm. because I had made a million dollars before I was 30. At 29, I made my first million. Wow. And by 32, I was broke. And it was mainly, I believe, because I was not living a life based upon principles and laws. Uh, I had a big ego. Yep. Uh, very cocky. Yeah. You know, I forgot about the people. I forgot about God. I forgot about just principles. Like one of my favorite principles is the, is the golden rule. Do unto others as you'll have others to do unto, unto you. you. Um, and so I'm now more mindful from a principle perspective and being pleasing to God than pleasing to man. And so in my dark moments, um, I wrote down things that I knew I could have done better and things that I did do better once I got out of the depression that created a sense of peace. And for me, happiness, peace uh, and abundance is very, very important. And so I made a vow that I would never go back to depression. I would never go back to loneliness and poverty. And so the principles that I live by, I believe, is what protects me. Um, to not go back. And so I put it in a book form because a lot of people always ask me, well, how are you su so successful? And of course, I could talk about consistency and, and discipline sure. and, and leadership. But the truth, I believe, is the principles uh, that I live by, the law of honor, you know, whatever you believe is right. Um, and so I put it in a book because I wanted to make it very practical that other people could kind of take on some of my yeah, um, ways for sure. so they can live a more free, joyful uh, life. So when you, most people find it very difficult to see somebody else successful and, and be happy for them. If you look at any of the folks that maybe that you grew up with, and, and I don't know if any of them has been as successful as you, but I assume that you want good for them as opposed to, you know, saying, listen, I bust my chops, here I am, and, you know, and look down on people and say, you know, I'm, I'm better than you or I'm more successful. It sounds like you really, you, you I want, know, I know you what it feels everyone. like. I know what it feels like to be broke. I know what it feels like to be depressed. I know what it feels like to be suicidal. I know what it feels like to be lonely. I know what it feels Gee. like to be unhappy and unfulfilled. And I, and I, when I see it in somebody else, I, I could resonate with it. Yeah. It was to me, you, you never forget pain. For sure. You, you find ways to get over it and to live with it, but a deep rooted pain you find, you know, ways to get through it, but you never forget it. Mm -hmm. And so when I recognize even success in other people, I learned a long time ago that when you see somebody successful, if you wish them well and you so onto success, then it will happen for you. 100%. What you want for others and what you do for others, it will happen for you. And so I love successful people. I love to give to successful people. I love to learn from successful people. And I love to collaborate and connect with other yeah. successful people because I believe in alignment. I believe everything is an energy. I believe everything is a frequency. And so I like mm. to tap into that energy and that frequency of successful people. So if I wish, if you're successful and I'm not proud and happy of your, for your success, why would God give it to me? It's about Beautiful. being fruitful and multiplying, multiplying goodness, multiplying success, multiplying happiness, multiplying love. It's about the multiplication and making this world a better place. And so I love successful people because I know they went through something to get there. 100% meaning that my success or somebody else's success is not taking anything from you. Exactly. As a matter of fact, it's making this world a better place. I learned a long time ago the best way to eradicate poverty is not to be a part of it. Beautiful. Do you ever, do you ever think to yourself, 
can you look where I am today? I've got many people who look up to me, who um, really respect me. I've got a terrific organization. We're going to talk for a moment about the whole new initiative that you're launching, which I think is incredibly uh, exciting in the world of CBD, which we'll talk about. But do you, <clears throat> do you ever think to yourself, imagine if I grew up in Beverly Hills with a $100 million trust. Mm. Imagine where I would be today. Do you ever think that or do you feel it's really because I went through all this living H-E-L-L that I am, you know, the stormy Wellington that, that, that people feel was really a success against all odds? I truly believe that my adversity and my journey was preparing me. And I believe that God gives his greatest struggles to his greatest warriors. If I didn't go through what I've been through, I wouldn't be here. I mean, just up until recently, I had a a, a heart scare when, when my heart was beating, you know, crazy. And I, I was having high blood pressure issues. And I just believe that that's God's way of just checking in with me to make sure that I'm alive. And I know that, hey, adversity still happens. Life yep. still happens. Remain humble and remain grateful. And so... I'm very grateful for my journey. I'm very grateful to to God. I'm very grateful to my family, my mom. I don't ever look at my parents in resentment. I, I feel like as the biblical says, you know, the Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah yeah, yeah. 29 and 11. So I believe that he knew the plans and he gave it to me for a reason. I needed it. Adversity, I thrive in adversity. If I was a silver spoon baby, I wouldn't be here. I would probably be somewhere, you know, enjoying my my wealth, just on a beach somewhere. But no, I, I'm resilient. I'm consistent because I also believe that success is rented. And every day, you know, you got to earn the money because rent is due. So it keeps me focused and it keeps me consistent um, because I know that the same way I'm here, you could go back to. I know that it's rented. I was going to ask you. You got to keep going. You never could get complacent. Be grateful, but never get complacent. So do you ever have those fears that you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and it's all going to be gone? I used to have those fears. And then I learned that whatever you think, as a man thinketh, so is he. 100%. And so I don't have those fears anymore because I'm attracting whatever I think about all the time. So I don't think about that stuff anymore. But I used to. I had to learn that that was not good thoughts. That was not putting me on the right frequency. So I no longer think like that. I more so think about what could I do today to add value so I never will have to go back to where I used to be or I would never be broke. So I'm always trying to figure out how can Stormy add more value so that I would never have to look for money ever again. If a genie came out of this bottle, Stormy, and the genie said, whatever you, whatever you desire, so it shall be five, ten years from now. Do you think to yourself, I am somebody that's become a role model that resonates with women of color who see a person like myself against huge odds and wow, look at me now and, and you, you really are someone who when I'm sure when a lot of the folks that you're close to are down and out, they, they think of you and they yes. think, I, I know that. <clears throat> Do you, and this is, I know this, this is probably a very, Tough question to ask on the spot. Do you ever think in years down the road that you want to take your message to a more global audience? Or do you feel that the demographic of the woman of color who you know, who you can relate to, who um, whose journey 
whose sentences you can finish is is where you, that's your mission. No, I, I really believe I have a global mission, yep. but I just believe it starts with my own first. Um, you can't impact the world without impacting your family. Mm-hmm. You know, so I believe that let me penetrate those that I'm called to. But I know that it's bigger than just the colored community. I believe that every person can really relate to different aspects of my journey and my story and they can identify with it. So I'm comfortable, obviously, in my environment with with my community. But because of what I've done and and what I've created, um, I'm starting to see that more doors are opening because I don't think there's nobody like me. I don't think there's any person in the world that has my journey or could have taken the cards that I was dealt and played and won the way I've won. And so I believe that that's the story that I've, that I've created and that I've lived deserves to be told on a larger scale. I believe that there's going to be streets named after me, yep. schools named after me. That's how I really feel. And you should. Um, and it's not because of notoriety. I believe it's because of my fight. I'm a fighter. I fight. I fight every day. I still fight now, even though people think that, oh, she has it all together. No, I have days when I'm like, oh, yeah. here's a fight, girl. Fight through your mind. Fight through the enemy. Fight through this problem. So I'm still in it. Yeah. I just know how to handle it and how to fight with a different set of tools. I don't fight with um, weakness. I fight with my mind, my heart, prayer, and, and of course, meditation and, and action. So the tools that I fight with now are, is much different than the tools I used to fight with before I didn't have the information that I have now. So here, I, I didn't tell you this before, but I'll tell you what I did. Knowing that we get, we got the show today, I reached out to a probably a world-renowned psychologist, a world-renowned person who has who understands the human psyche in an incredible way. <clears throat> and I said to this person who's been a guest on my show, <clears throat> here's who's going to be on the show. I think she's fabulous. Why do you think she... She, she's become who uh, she is. So what he told me was pretty much what I told you before, and I want to run this by you and, and tell me if this resonates, is that we live in a world <clears throat> where people have such a desire to put on a superficial brave front. <clears throat> there are so many girls that struggle <clears throat> with anorexia and bulimia because the world told them they're supposed to be this kind of body. There's so many, there's so many guys out there that are told you have to have this fancy car and big muscles and they're doing things that they wouldn't, uh, they're taking steroids, they're renting, and they're desperately trying to um, fit a role which is a a facade. You are so real, Stormy. You are a person just in the show who said, I've been through depression, I've been even suicidal. A lot of people think when you say those things, people will think less of you. It's exactly the opposite. Is because there's so many one-dimensional people out there that are putting on a plastic front mm-hmm. because they, heaven forbid, the world think less of them. People don't realize that the, the human condition, we all have struggles. I think that that's the reason why your stories, if I can say humbly, I can understand why in your community, uh, you know, you, you've become such a role model but i think it's the human condition i think i think that that's an amazing thing that there's no shame or blame you are a person who's overcome many many things but you but you've come through the journey and said 
I'm not a victim. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to be better. Yes. Which is, which is, did that resonate with you? Absolutely. I think, I think vulnerability yep. in a world, like you said, that people seem to act like they have it all together is very attractive these days, uh, these days. And I think vulnerability for me, it makes me proud. Whenever I tell my story and I tell my truth, I, I feel proud about it because I, I didn't stay in it. I think yep. that when people prematurely try to tell a story, then it's not that they're not ready to tell yet. Maybe that that's the issue. But for me, I try to get out of it quickly because it now becomes another part of my story. Yep. So everything I go through, again, I get excited about it because I'm like, okay, this too shall pass. Yep. When I get out of this, oops, I got another story to that's tell. another chapter in the journey. Another chapter, girl. Yes. Go, you go, girl. Two two questions which I'm I'm sure I'm, the listeners are, are thinking uh, that they would want to hear an answer to. Number one is what? What do you want your daughter? What do you want your daughter to eventually grow up and actualize and realize in her life? You know what? First, first thing I want my daughter to love herself, love herself and her flaws and just flaws and all love herself. I want her to also know herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want her to connect with who she is, whatever she feels good about, whatever makes her happy without allowing the outside opinions of others to dictate her sense of happiness, her mm-hmm. sense of joy. That's first and foremost. Um, I also want my daughter to be an example for, for black women. My daughter yep. is, is 20. Thank God she has no children. She graduated, graduated from high school. Um, she's not one of those girls that I don't know if she's still home with me. Sure. Uh, she's just, she just turned 20. She's building in a home-based business as well. She's Beautiful. building in the CBD industry as well. Beautiful. And I just want her to be an example. And whatever that means for her, an example of God's grace, an example that, you know, we are, I always tell my daughter that you are the ambassador of your bloodline. We were sent to break generational curses. That's what we do. We break the generational curses off of our family. And so whatever feels good to her with integrity and that she could feel proud of, I don't necessarily have a a map for her because I want her to be true to her, but, but I want her to love herself and to trust herself. Um, my daughter is a beautiful, beautiful girl. Sure. But I oftentimes have to remind her that you're special. I don't care what nobody else says. You look beautiful. I have to remind her that she's very beautiful and that she's a princess. Um, because the social media and oh, for sure. uh, the comparison, you know, I say comparison is a thief of all joy. Mm-hmm. Comparing yourself. So love you. Love your imperfection. Love your flaws. And that... I believe it's one of the greatest magnets. When you love yourself, people can sense that. 100%. And they'll start to love you too. 100%. So unquestionably, Stormy, there's going to be, especially um, when a copy of, or version of the show appears on your social media and you've got a lot of folks that follow you, there's going to be some young girl of color who's sitting <clears throat> in a rundown place in Georgia and saying to herself, Stormy, this is all very easy for you to say you're famous. Um, you are, you've written a bestseller. You've got hundreds of thousands of people following you on, on, uh, on social media. You've got money. You're now moving into, but what about me, uh, little Veronica? I'm nine years old. I don't know where my father is. I've never met him. My mom's working at a, at a, at three jobs. I don't know if afford school. What do you want to tell Veronica right now? You know what? I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your parents did or what they do. You could be whatever you want to be. Visualize the life that you want. 
you know, I have a, I, I'm big on affirmations and mantras. Yeah. One of my affirmations is all that I wanted to become, I became, therefore I am. So what do you want to become, Veronica? And figure out that immediately, as fast as you can. And everything that you do is is lining up with what that is that you see yourself becoming. I, I don't believe that we're human beings. That means you're being. No, we're becoming. We're always wow. becoming. That's every beautiful. experience, every relationship, every every conversation is helping you to become. So discover and determine what do you want to be. So that again, I like that. So the, the human being part again. You're not a human being. You're a human becoming. When you're when nice. you're being, that means you're stuck yeah, no you're stuck. You're right. we're constantly becoming like every day i'm working on stormy like even now i'm working on me i want to be a better me i want to be the highest and best version of me that's amazing talk to me about the i guess the catalyst how you and i met was you were launching um i believe one of the most uh, exciting initiatives because it's in an, the fastest growing industry in North America, and that's CBD. Yes, CBD obviously is part of the cannabis plant um, that is not the proverbial psychedelic THC component, but is there's a ton of medicinal advantages, and there's 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 a lot of research that's already shown the advantages that have accrued to people that take CBD in, in different forms. How, Firstly, how did you land up getting into the CBD world? And if you would tell our listeners what you, you know, what's this initiative and what, you, what you're going to be launching, because I think someone with your energy, someone with your, your level of followers, and someone who's going to be joining two worlds together, that's you and one of the most explosive industries, the sky's the limit. Yes. So I'm Jamaican descent. My mom and my dad both are Jamaicans, born in Jamaica. Um, and I grew up around THC. Gotcha. So very familiar with THC. So when people um, th- speak of weed, yes. they're talking about THC. Yes. I'm okay. very familiar with weed. Okay. Okay. Um, I know what it has done um, for members of my family from the medicinal uh, perspective. And so when I started to find out about uh, CBD, CBD, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, CBD, what? All I knew was, was THC. So I learned that you could get the benefits of uh, TAC without the psychoactive effect. Gotcha. Um, obviously there's people that want some, you know, relief. They want some pain relief. They want some stress relief and they want to feel good. And so I learned that you could actually use CBD without getting high. I learned that CBD puts your body in, in homeostasis. And so I heard all of this stuff and, you know, the, in the cannabinoid system and all yep, of these yep, great yep. things. And so what I said, you know what? Okay. 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 I hear what they're saying. Let me try it for myself. So I went on this like three month journey. Um, to just using different CBD products. Let me just press pause for a second. Is that your approach with any products that you suggest that you first say, I need to try it myself. I need to know that it works because I ain't telling my folks to go out and, and buy stuff that I don't believe and know that works. I, I pretty much beta test everything Okay. on me. I'm the, I'm the guinea pig. Gotcha. Um, if I hear things and it's kind of like mm, a little intriguing, I would try it for myself and I would try it until the bottle is gone. And, and if I'm still not sure, I would try it and get another bottle. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I sell and I advocate for is because it, it has worked for me. And so I got on CBD and I, I my first experience with CBD was a CBD tea. It was CBD infused in a tea. I started to consume it. I started to lose weight and I lost weight faster than 
anything that I've ever tried. I was like, wait a minute, this is cool. So I got excited. So once I experienced that, now it, it, it was intriguing to me sure. to try other CBD products, sure. especially when I learned that CBD put you in a place of calm, um, anxiety. A lot of a lot of people in the world, I guess that's 60, 70 percent of people deal with anxiety. Like that's Dude. crazy. And I know anxiety affects everything. Yep. Yep. So um, I started to smoke CBD mm-hmm. and I noticed that I wouldn't have I wouldn't get high, but I would feel a sense of calm. Um, my daughter um, was it the same sensation just for our, for our listeners is a different sensation between how you feel after consuming CBD. than, for example, having a glass of wine. Is there a different? Yes. I, I think for me, when I know what I notice is that it doesn't get to my mind. Like wine is mental. Weed gotcha. is mental. Um, I don't necessarily feel something, but I feel the absence of something. So when I use CBD, I feel the absence of stress. Uh, I feel the absence of anxiety. So you could be having this podcast in front of hundreds of thousands of people and you had no problem if you consume CBD before and it wouldn't affect your sharpness or your lucidity. What I notice is that it's the absence of, not gotcha. the presence, but very well, very the absence. So instead of being anxious, I'm calm. So in normal environments where I would get excited or overly excited or overly anxious, it's, once you have CBD, it's like you're in a place of calm. Gotcha. Um, it's like water and oil. Yeah. The, the CBD makes things don't mix. Right. And so I use CBD products that goes into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. A lot of CBD is not created equal. And so the CBD that I use, I notice a tremendous difference in my skin, um, in my weight, in my mental capacities, in my uh, lack of anxiety, even stress. Um, I've noticed that I don't really get stressed out. I don't really get angry. And I used to be a bulldog. They used to call me Pitbull in a skirt. But I'm more <laughs> calm now than anything. It takes a lot to really heighten um, my 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 attitude. So see, after consuming CBD and the person front, in the lane in front of you just cuts you off, you'll be more chilled about it. Yeah. Normally I'm cursing. I'm going gotcha. crazy. And, and, and what I've noticed, and I'm 39, and like I said, I've been on CBD for the past, like since this seven months. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing I noticed, the absence of stress, Amazing. the absence of pain, the absence of weight. It has literally eradicated a lot of things for me. And even watching my daughter, my daughter had very high levels of anxiety mm-hmm. to the point where it's like nobody wants to be around her. She's like a, just a, 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 oh, she's always anxious and ready to go. And when are we going? And what time is yeah, it? And hurry up. And yeah. It's like nobody wants to be around that. Sure. And so I noticed a tremendous difference in her. And that between her and I. I'm like, you know what? I got to get this out to the world. People need to know. I mean, look at my weight. I, I also look nice. younger um, since I've been on CBD. You I use terrific. CBD beauty products. And people are like, did you have surgery? Who's your surgeon? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. CBD has changed my life. The God plant has changed my life. So you did the beta. It works. So now you can stand up with complete being the real uh, Stormy Wellington with authenticity and say, this works. Now talk to to us about the plan. What's the plan in t- taking the, um, the the energy that Stormy brings to the world and and CBD? Explain to the, us the 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 listeners what's the vision and why are you going to be? I believe that you are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, without giving away the secret sauce, what are your thoughts on 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 how to try and share this feeling? I can I can hear in your voice that it obviously improves wholeness and wellness, and you want to share that? I, I number one, I, I want my people, um, the minority community, when I say my people, right. 
to be ahead of something finally. Yeah. You know, it's like we're always the least and the last when it's over. And I'm not even talking about financially. I'm just talking about the over. I mean, so many people It's a major epidemic of depression, especially in the black community. And we don't talk about it, Hmm. you know, amongst even black men. It's like, man, can I be depressed? Can I be? We don't accept that people go through life. And so for me, that's why I'm transparent, because I want you to know I was depressed, too. Yep. I was sad too. And I'm just, I'm talking about recently. I, I had money and was still depressed. And I think that's the worst when you're in a rich depression. Mm-hmm. A rich depression is challenging because it makes you think that something is wrong with you because right. you think when I get all this money, I'm going to be happy. And then you get this money and you're not. And so right. I believe what my um, angle is going to be and where we're going to go with this whole initiative is that the color community, the, the minority community, are going to look at CBD from its medicinal values. Gotcha. Um, that it is going to help to eradicate depression. It's going to help with um, anxiety, ADD, ADHD. I believe that people who, I mean, I just read a book recently, 60% of, of the U.S. population does not sleep throughout the night at least three days a week. Insomnia is terrible. So to me, it's like, wait a minute. Every time you go to a doctor, doctors were trained to prescribe. And every time you turn around, it's a prescription, a prescription, a yeah. prescription. Why not take the holistic, more herbal approach? And so I want people to know that this is real. This is not about weed. It's not about getting high. It's about yep. taking control of your well-being and not caring about, you know, what other people think. If you use this CBD tincture or you, you drink this CBD tea or you use this CBD topical and it makes you feel better, great. Tell other people what it has done for you and let's spread the message that there's an alternative, that you don't have to run to drugs. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be it. overweight. CBD can change your life. I don't care what the pharmaceutical industry says. I don't care what the doctors say. Let's be the advocates and let's get the world clear on the benefits of CBD. I I say that CBD is called correcting bodily dysfunction. That's what I call it. CBD (laughs) corrects bodily dysfunction because that's what it does. It wants to boost your immune system. It wants to make you happy. So get it. So I believe that if we keep talking about it, because people who look like you, you can relate to them more, then I think that's the best marketing strategy ever. Don't wait for Procter & Gamble and Johnson & Johnson. No, let the people be the voice of the God plant, the CBD. I mean, if I stood up and said what you just said to a hall full of women of color, there's no chance they're going to listen to a guy like me. I'm just, they will see the gap. How does this guy, is wrong gender, wrong color, correct? Yes. So I think I'm, I'm saying as someone who's been around the professional service business, been around the, uh, the CBD, we had Evan on the show, that I think that you will become that person in the kind of, uh, in the woman of color uh, community. A few more questions just to wrap up because I, I got a sense that if anyone now thinks about your journey, how you first, you know, m- made your, your financial success, are you going to marry the worlds of your, hundred thousand whatever distributors or folks that have been involved with you before in uh direct sales with your cannabis business or so your cbd business or is there going to be two two sort of different tracks so from a business perspective um it's two different things however it's people um so i mean to be quite frank i'm a top uh, earner in my network marketing company i am the top earner in my company um tlc sure 
and I launched my own CBD company. It's called Wells CBD. Live well with CBD. So if the listeners are listening right now, mm-hmm. I know this is new, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm very honored and grateful yes. that you agreed to come on the show so early on in the journey. Is there? Are you still in the beta form of building the site, or is it out there? Is it because I know that people are going to when they get the show, they kind of want to check this out. You have a very contagious way of imparting a message. So, is there any? Right now, any website that they can go on, even if it's going to... Yes, yes, yes. So right now they can go to Skinty, S-K-I-N-N-T-E-A-N-N-T-E-A.com. Okay. And then we'll be launching uh, Wells CBD in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks. So it's gonna, is Skinty.com going to morph into... Well, well, CBD, absolutely. It. Right now, the products are living on um, skin tea, but we're going to okay. launch in a major way, wellscbd.com. So, but to, to, to finish the question, um, yes, I want everybody on CBD. I think everybody needs CBD just yep. for well-being. And so, um, not that I'm building a network marketing company. That's not the case. But there's people in my network marketing company that would be better humans if they had CBD. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because that's the ultimate goal, to be the best human that you can be, right? 100%. And so CBD is going to make you a better human, which means you're going to be more effective as a mother, as a wife, as a brother, as a businessman, as a businesswoman. CBD makes you a better human. There's no question. And and right now, is the model going to be virtual? Everything's going to be a online business model, at least in the beginning, and sort of moving into potentially brick and mortar or... Are you still so we're discussing we're, 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 um, we're online right now. Okay. However, the demand is so high, people yeah. want it now. So we don't we do drop shipping. Yep. However, we're not Amazon, so we don't get you the product the next day. <laughs> but people want they want their CBD. It's like how how people wake up and they need their cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. People are starting to have that connection and that relationship with CBD. And so I'm finding that we're going to end up having to go into a brick and mortar capacity because people want to walk in and get their stuff. They don't want to wait, you know, two three days for shipping. So eventually, I believe that we're going to be in a lot of stores. And um, but as of right now, I'm excited about online because everything is is click and order versus sure. brick and mortar. Hundred percent. So as we come to um sort of the close to the end of the time, there's two questions that I ask every single guest. Okay. Forgive me if I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think that you are someone who is an introspective person. The chances are you probably would have thought these things through at some point. And that's number one. <clears throat> if you look back at your life right now, could you share with our listeners uh, a moment or an event or a catalyst which was really a major epiphany, a major breakpoint, a major moment of clarity, something that happened in your life where you can look back and say, at that point, my life was never the same, or at that point, I made a decision that changed my life forever. Is there something in your life that is, uh, you know, is such a turning point moment, or is it more of a, uh, a kaleidoscope of events? You know, two things came to my mind, and I'm going to go in in them quickly. Sure. Um, the first one is what, what changed my life for the better, um, but it put me into a depression for three and a half years, is that I um, was holding my mom's hand as she was dying. I didn't know she was dying. I thought she was just having an anxiety attack. And um, mm. literally, I watched her take her last breath. I watched her eyes roll in the back of her head. Um, I will never forget the look on her face when she took her last breath. Oh my gosh. Um, so I would never forget that. So that changed my life. Um, <clears throat> definitely honor your parents. 
and I honored my mom until she, I took care of her until she took her last breath. That tremendously, it, it changed my life because you realize that you're in this world. When you don't have a mom, you feel like you're in the world by yourself. I so I realized that all I have is me, that if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So that changed the trajectory of my life because I'm now a single mom. I'm a yep. single woman. I take care of my father, but I'm the head of my household. Um, and I no longer have mommy making sure I'm home. I don't, I'm, I'm not married. So it's different. It's different. Um, being in this big old world by yourself. Sure. And that's I really it. am. So that's number one. And then number two, you know, what really changed my life is that I tried to live the life that other people told me to live. I, um, I didn't go to college, but I, I did go to school. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought the husband and the kids and the good job was going to make me fulfilled and the, the go to church on Sundays and the Bible study on Wednesdays and the long skirts down to your knees and the, the shirts all the way up to your neck right. was going to make me be what um, was going to create a fulfilled life for me. And um, that was me living based upon the opinions of About what others. other people wanted me to live by. Sure. And I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. I was acting happy. You know, my, my husband, my ex-husband at the time was charming. He was good looking. He was the guy that opened the door, closed the door. And we mm-hmm. looked like we had a picture perfect relationship, but we didn't. And so I learned now that if you don't like it, just don't do it, Stormy. If you don't like it, just don't do it. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the opinions. I don't care what the world's vote is. Be true to you. And so after um my divorce, and it's so funny because while we were married, it's like nothing would work. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing would work. And so I knew back then, and I could talk about it more so now, that that was not the person I was supposed to be with. And so sure. now I do what makes me, what lights me up. I'm with who lights me up. I do the things that makes me feel good. Not because Anthony Gordon is going to like it or because the owner of my company is going to like it. No, I am very, very true to me. And sometimes I'm so true to the point where a lot of people don't like it, but I do what makes Stormy happy. And I'm proud of it at the end because I did it for me. I'm not doing it because you would accept it. I'm doing it because I'm accepting it. And that self-acceptance, um, of what makes me happy is very important that I live in that. And I think that that's what creates freedom when you're being what you want to be and you're following the journey and the path that you believe that you are called. I think a lot of people miss their mission because they're trying to be what other people I'm not missing my mission. I'm not leaving my assignment. And I, love to help people. Like I, I have a big old chain on my neck that says 1000 families. And that's just a reminder that stormy, no matter how far you go and grow, don't forget the prayer that you prayed to God. You told God, if you help me, I will help your people. And so my goal is to always do and say what's not just going to benefit me, but what's going to help the people, not what the people want me to do, but what I know truly is going to help them. Even though they may not like it, I'm very true and, and authentic. And I think that is what completes me and what makes me proud. So the I could not have scripted uh, a better way to to wrap up our, our discussion. And I'll tell you why, because I was speaking to some folks that I work with on the show and they were asking me, the Anthony Gordon show was set up to help people in many ways. There are not hundreds, there are not hundreds of thousands, there are millions of people out there. I think many of them are millennials that are drinking the Kool-Aid and they're not thinking and they um, they say, you know, whatever pop culture says is what they're supposed to be doing. And they're living lives of quiet desperation. So I told the one of the people that I work with is that besides the fact that I think 
that um, Storm is a terrific person, and she's gonna she's gonna she's a success story about life. I think she personifies to a large extent the message of the Anthony Gordon show, and that is be true to yourself, stopping a zombie, and listen to what you know the media or the pop culture says that you should look like, what you should dress, who you should be with. And I'll, I'll end with the following. I think you know that I am uh, speak Hebrew somewhat. In English, there is the word face comes from the word facade. Facade meaning you put on a like a mask. So in Hebrew, there's no singular for face. It's called panim. Panim is meaning there's plural. Why, why plural? Because a person who's external reflects the internal mm. and they're being true to themselves that's a person who doesn't have to put on a facade that's a person who's who's re- who's who's really at peace and i think that is the person that's sitting in the studio today is a person who's been through a journey where it could have been very easy to say victim and you have uh, you've done quite quite the opposite so i want to say sincerely from the bottom of my heart, Stormy. I think you're fantastic. I, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I think that our listeners and many others will hear the journey of Stormy Wellington as you get into the CBD space and many more. And I'll end with the following, which was very touching to me. When we sat down for a cup of coffee, I noticed that there was a few seconds where you, you had closed your eyes, you were you were gesticulating and I wasn't sure. And I asked you, were you praying? Were you? It sounds like you're a very God-centered person. And so I've always found that the happiest people and the most integrated people are people who have a purpose and people who have a mission. You're a wonderful person. Um, I'm, I'm happy you're in my life. I want to wish you Godspeed. And um, I want to again tell our listeners to please uh, take a look at uh, skin t s k i n n t e a dot com, which in the near future will then morph into the URL for the new company, which is Wells uh, CBD dot com w e l l s uh, CBD dot com. Stormy Wellington, a real honor and a pleasure, and continue your beautiful journey. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.